Hello and welcome to the Tour Talk podcast, the show that has been designed to give you a direct insight into life on the road. We'll be interviewing performers from across the entertainment industry with the sole purpose of digging out some great stories and an honest perception of their touring life. The show will be hosted by myself, Dario Nixad, and I'll be joined every week by my good friend from across the pond, Nate Bergman. Nate has fronted the band Lion Eyes from Washington DC for the best part of 20 years, before recently embarking on his solo career, all of which has seen him traverse the world many times over. That boy has got plenty of stories to tell. As for me, I did the national grind playing in bands during my 20s before finally moving into the production side of things. I've been lucky enough to work all over the world tour managing artists such as Eagle Eye, Cherry and the Dan Reed Network, before that earning my stripes as a band assistant for Anthrax amongst a host of others. We're here to have a good time as well as to try and educate our listeners on an industry that's usually off limits. What goes on tour no longer stays on tour. This is Tour Talk. Welcome to uh, Tour Talk podcast. This is a prelude to the first episode that we shot the other day with uh, Dan Reed from the Dan Reed Network. It occurred to me that we didn't really take the time to explain what this podcast was about or what we were trying to achieve out of it or why we were doing it in the first place. Um, so I'm Dario Nixad and I'm generally going to be hosting this thing. And Oh, sorry, I'm Nate Bergman. <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to say? Uh, well, if that's your name. Oh, man. Did I mess that whole thing up? Well, it might be funny just to leave it in. Yeah. Okay, just leave it all in. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So, the basic idea behind this originally was that I was going to go and see some friends who were playing shows and have a chat about how the tour was going, get some insight into their touring life in general. Um, however, COVID pretty much kiboshed the whole touring music industry um, and any other industry that is involved in live entertainment. So... We have kind of recalibrated this podcast to do it long distance and try and integrate some friends and colleagues from the the music industry to talk about the touring industry, whether it be music or comedians or uh, theatre or whatever, and try and give people an insight into our world, essentially. Um, I think we're qualified enough because we spent the majority of our adult life working in and around the music industry um, and running around on tour all over Qualif- the world like idiots. Quali- yeah, qualified's like <laughs> a really strong word. I mean, we did it. <laughs> we experienced these things and still continue to, even though things are shut down now. That is that is what we do. That's my only thought on it. I think we're qualified. <laughs> I'm just saying yes. Yeah, we're qualified. <laughs> So why do you, why are you involved? Um, I'm doing this because I think it's it's uh, very fun to talk about the things that we've done on tour and the things that have, we've experienced, and I like sharing those experiences with other people. That's a great pleasure to me is to share the experience of touring with my friends, right? So now you have an mm-hmm. insight to what our lives are like on the road which most people think are glamorous and it's the truth is it's not at all. So it's fun for me. And also there's just so many hours in the day now cause we can't do our jobs. Like what are we going to do? So I think it's, I think this is how we are also <laughs> filling, filling some time. 
Yeah, I mean, do you miss it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, talking about it is almost like a therapy, <clears throat> I think. It's like a nice yeah. way to to work through the fact that we're not on tour, but, and you can kind of live vicariously through the stories. So that could be mm-hmm. fun. So you like hearing guest stories as much as telling your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the, the that's the thing though is that all tour all touring artists and all touring crew experience the same thing at different times. We're mm-hmm. all experiencing it together, you know, that's the beauty about it. Like when you run into somebody you're in Germany and you see a 9:30 club t-shirt and you're like, "Oh, we've played there. I'm from DC." There's mm-hmm. this immediate connection. So anyone who's ever gone through the pure misery of just being on a long tour now you can now you can you know you have an immediate connection with someone is there like a, a sadist element to being on tour like you you describe it as miserable being but a you musician love it. in general yeah you're seeking strangers <laughs> approval for your in your art that is like really intimate and serious to you and it's this like thing you're connected to and you validate yourself based on other people's enjoyment and approval of it. it the whole thing is just, just, just disgusting. So is it worse? But I love it. I, I love it. Yeah, is it, of course. Is it worse that people like me actually fuel that for you? <laughs> and yeah. then like figure out ways yeah. for you to do it? Are we even, are the crew yeah, the and the touring thing, people even worse than the artists? Yeah, the whole thing's worth it. <laughs> it's fantastic. When do you think we'll be back? I think hopefully we'll be back. I mean, I can't say. It's hard to speculate. I, hopefully, my wish would be that we would, we would be back in, a, in the summertime. Things would slowly start. Then we'd get into the fall and the winter, and it would slowly be back in. And then I'm hoping by 2022 that we're just rolling. I think we're looking at another year of misery. Are you, um, are you ready? Are you getting yourself To be miserable? Yeah, I'm, I'm always ready to be miserable. <laughs> There's never a moment in my life where I'm not prepared to be a miserable fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, semi-serious question. Are you yeah. actually trying to keep your vocal cords or your perf- the performance element of what you do in shape? Every day. I sing and write every day. Every single day without fail. I'm warming up, I'm singing, I'm writing. Period. That's what I do. Um, what about I the mean, actual I have, performing look, I mean, side look of at things. this background. Look at this professional background. Does that not... <laughs> reek of a serious you know i take it very seriously you are a very serious person most of the time yeah so there you go you got a thing that you really miss like your number one yeah thing. yeah i miss i miss the i really miss the couple hours before the set i miss a, the couple hours in the early afternoon getting to explore the city a little bit that you're in the new place that you're in you know um i don't miss you know the stress and anxiety of sound check and making sure all the gear works every day Mm -hmm. it's like again you know i don't there's ups and downs to the whole thing but i even miss my last particularly my last trip to manchester i just miss like we had some stuff to do music-wise at night, and then the whole day I could just roam around the city, and that was just, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you can't replace that, especially now when we're stuck. I think for me, it was like those days off in cities that you would never have visited, and then you end up going and have a look around, and you're like, oh, I'm actually going to come here in my own time. Like, this place is amazing. Right. Um, and I actually want to spend some real time here. It's like you get a little insight into a, a place you never would have even considered for free 
And right. then if you want to, not only would you end up going back there to do more shows, but like you could actually go and spend some time there as an actual tourist and do it properly. Right. I mean, yeah, I, that's the that's one of the most amazing things about. So one time, um, I we've I've toured to Vancouver many many times, and then um, mm-hmm. one time I took a personal vacation there, um, and it just so happened that within the four or five days I was in Vancouver, the um, uh, Toots and the Maytals were playing at the, um, I think it's called like the uh, Eagle, the Co- the Commodore, the Commodore Ballroom. It's like a thousand cap, 1500 cap venue, right? And it was like up the street. So it just so happened that I knew this venue and I was there not on tour and got to yeah. go see like one of the best shows I've ever seen. So, um, you know, and then, you know, all the food places to go back to. It's yep. just, yeah, I, I miss the whole, exp- I miss the whole thing. I do. I truly miss it. But everyone does. I, I'm not alone in that. No, I don't I'm so. not special. I'm not special Any, in that department. Anything you don't miss? Number one thing you don't miss? Yeah, not like the toilet situation every day, <laughs> every day. Like in my house here, I have a bidet. I have oh, a bidet wow, okay. that, uh, that plugs onto the toilet, so there's no mm-hmm. butt problems ever. I think tour is a <laughs> lot of butt is a lot of butt problems. You know what I mean? You just never yeah, but know. it starts with what you're putting in your mouth that leads to no, no, dude, no way, no way. I've eaten terribly on tour. I've eaten healthy on tour. None of it matters. It's just butt. <laughs> it's just butt problems. It's just you, butt problems. How? I mean, I've never really suffered terribly from butt problems. Then you're not doing it right. <laughs> you're not drunk enough i'm just all right okay so this is where the lines get blurred yeah late night kebab you know um, i'm partial to one of those yeah but that's a the next morning that's a disaster especially if no, the toilet you, paper is bad it's you terrible just need a, you just need a strong gut man you just need to yeah. develop that thing yeah well i don't i don't think there's any amount of preparation for a late night donner kebab where like the meat it tastes somewhere between leather and hot dog, you know, and you just don't uh, know. Donna's not the one. Donna's yeah, dangerous. You're rolling exactly. dice with Donna. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> of course. Cool. So, ideally, every week we're going to interview a new guest. We're going to try and get some stories out of them that you haven't heard that'll hopefully lead to some stories out of us that we'd forgotten or haven't told before. Right. Um, and I think it'll be quite fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be We're great. obviously in this really weird situation where there is no touring, there are no shows. Correct. All of these people are stuck at home, and I think there will be a whole other aspect to this where we'll find out how people have kind of dealt with that. I mean, because we've toured a lot, but some of these people will have been touring 30, 35, 40 years. Right. And this will be the most time they've spent at home ever in their adult lives. So I think yeah. there will be a, a whole other... Um, like mental health aspect to it and stuff and how people are actually dealing with such a massive shift in, in that. Yeah, I mean, lives. I had a conversation with a friend yesterday who is a part, he's in a band and he's been touring for 30 years straight. And the mm-hmm. last five, five or six years, I mean, really hitting it hard. And, you know, um, and he expressed basically that towards the end of that hitting it really hard, he was feeling burnt out, right? And yeah. that this 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 last eight months at home, not only reset 
his desire to continue to hit it hard, but it like re it refreshed him mm-hmm. and then invigorated his need to go further. So I, I think this is actually in some weird way has been really good for people mentally. I mean, I can relate to that. Yeah, lot. for I mean, you for you it totally my experience as your friend is that it it re it took this is what it did for everyone. I think it took everything away. Mm-hmm. And then you were forced to deal with the fact like do you is this who you are? Do you want this? Do you want to be a part of it? You can take a breather. There's no guilt associated with letting other people down or just taking a breath and going fuck, mm-hmm. okay. Time to reset. Do I want to do this? And I think that everyone kind of went through that. Yeah, I think especially as the music industry changed and people became more reliant on touring, it was just so much work. And like, obviously, when you're self-employed, you are worried about saying no to opportunities and everything else. So you keep saying yes and you the the cycle gets faster and quicker. And before you know it, yeah, I mean, I can relate to that burnout thing completely. Um and I was ready for some time off. I've had right. way more time off than I ever thought I would right. get. And yeah, the itch is there. I mean, we're all just pirates, essentially, aren't we, really? We just want to go and maraud around the world. And For some people, they don't. For some people, I think they, I think they hit this period of time and they go, man, I do like being home. I do, I do want a yeah. steady job. I do like steady income. I do want to be with my family more. And then I think for, a, for other people that kind of knew in their gut what it would be like going into it i think those type of people and that's the side i think that's where i fall on on the two sides is that i don't feel as alive being Mm -hmm. home being home part of my writing process is going out and experiencing life so now i feel this desire to go back out and i'll i'm going to be very ready and you know what I don't think it's going to be as cutthroat as people seem to be expressing that it's going to be. I think there's going to be so much opportunity, right? I mm-hmm. mean, because like people are not only think about promoters, right? Promoters that are making up for lost time, promoters that haven't even gotten into the game yet because they lost their other job, and now mm-hmm. they want to put on shows. I mean, it, it's going to be and it's going to be the next like revolution in music, and I think it's coming from this. It is going to be wild because there's people who have obviously really suffered from what's happened, but there's people in different industries who have probably done really well, and now they're looking at the music industry as something that's taken a hit. There's potential to invest, whether it be in booking shows or buying a venue or any of that kind of stuff, where they can take money that they've made during COVID and take a punt in the in the music industry. Because I think there's a lot of people who have a soft spot like for live music and bands and 100%. artists and they, they yeah, all want to be involved in some way so I feel like there's going to be a lot of people who are going to want to invest money back into the industry and then there's going to be people like you and me who are just raring to go and just being like just <laughs> let us play some shows yeah. yeah let's do some shows so no arguments there yeah cool so we will catch up another time we've already shot the first episode with Dan Reed Hopefully yeah it was we'll amazing talking more. to Dan and I think everyone will really enjoy um Dan's perspective on pretty much everything. He's 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 great. Yeah, and and very hand and very handsome. So you're all very handsome. It sickens me really. I hate you all. Amazing. Well, it was really good to catch up, and I hope everybody enjoys uh, the first episode. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much.
and I will speak to you soon. All right, babe. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of Tour Talk. As always, you can find us across the socials at Tour Talk Pod. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Patreon too. Peace!